0: Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning as we get ready to get in the Word, Father. I ask you, Father God, to move over this Word, to prepare our hearts for the coming troubles and trials in this nation, upon this world, that our hearts will be fixed upon Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father. I want to read a verse out of Matthew 1, chapter 24. If you can turn there real quick, verses, verses 12. Last week, I talked about the end times and what would they look for, the signs that would tell us that Jesus was coming back. And he told his disciples in Matthew 24 that and when they asked him, what's the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? And the very first thing that he said, he warned them of was, take heed that no man deceive you. My Lord, there's a lot of deception out there. There's a lot of lies going out behind pulpits, preachers and people of, of, of the, the ministry, of the fivefold ministry especially, lying to people, telling them things that are not true. They do that because they want control over them. They want, they want their money. They want their gain. They get rich off of poor people that don't, came not even pay their light bills sometimes. They, 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 they're making merchandise of them like like the book of Jude says. They're using them, praise God. And, and you know what? They're living filthy, luxurious lives, lives of riches and you know I had one the other day I was listening to it, I said man that man need to get born again seriously he said people say I'm a millionaire he said that's not true so I'm a multi-millionaire I said well at least he didn't lie about it where did he get it from from gullible people that don't read this book come on holy ghost from people that won't read their scriptures and find out what's the truth I'm going to talk about the next one And just just follow with me, praise God. If the Lord leads, I'm going to try to talk about the end times because you need to prepare yourself. You need to know what to look for. You need to understand that we're in the last days. And those days are here. Praise God. They're here today. One of the signs that Jesus told us to look for in Matthew 12, he said, Because iniquity or lawlessness is going to abound, the love of many. Come on, somebody. The love of many. It's so I'll grow cold. I don't know if you're looking around lately and seeing what, you, what I see. There's a lot of lawlessness out there. There's people that sin and they don't even blink an eye. But like one thing, things that used to make us blush, people don't even blush anymore. I mean, the sin that's out there is unreal. It's not like it's ever been before. You know, what well, God has called us to, to, to look for these things. The sin abounds. But you know what's bad about it? And I don't don't want to pick on stuff, people and stuff. The church is involved with it. Church people dressing like the world and talking like the world and acting like the world and singing the world's songs and listening to the world's music and going with the world. is going, come on, somebody. One of the biggest religious events, false religious events is going to take place in a couple of weeks called the Super Bowl. How many people are going to miss church? Come on, somebody. How many people are going to go to They're going to have them in their church now. You can go watch the Super Bowl parties now. They're, they're having it in churches right now. That's idolatry. I know <laughs> y'all looking at me like, but it's true. I mean, it's a religion, it's a false religion. It's, 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 it's putting people's hope and faith in something that don't even work, useless. But it's destroying the faith of many because it's another God. It's lawlessness. It's supported by alcohol and drugs and cigarettes and, and everything else on well, cigarettes. No, because they stopped showing cigarette commercials. But alcohol and gambling, and, you know what I'm saying? Everything that God condemns and calls an abomination is what this religion is being sponsored by. But anyway, I know that's not popular, but it's, it's the truth. Because lawlessness is abounding today. Preachers won't stand behind the pulpit anymore and tell you what's sin. Praise God. They won't preach anymore the Word of God. And we're living in a, in a very, listen, most of the preachers out there that's, that's living these million-dollar lives, listen, they ain't preaching the gospel. They're preaching a the gospel that tickles the ear. You see, what makes men feel good. Don't tell us, and I was reading one of the scriptures in the Old Testament what they were telling. Don't tell us hard things. Tell us smooth things. Don't tell us what hurts. Tell us how we can be, we can be uh, uh, appeased, and tell us how we can we can feel good about our lives. And one famous preacher in in uh, in Texas wrote a book. Every day's a Friday. What that means, you know, Friday comes, you you work all week, get your paycheck, it feels good, right? <laughs> so he says you don't have to feel bad about no day. Every day's a Friday. He's not talking about, you know. Trust in the Lord. He's talking about preaching another gospel because every day is not a Friday. Yesterday I had a day wasn't a Friday. <laughs> Today I came to church and I said we're gonna have church. I had a busted pipe. I had to go under the church and fix a pipe. <laughs> I see Satan is trying everything he can to stop us from having church. It's not always good. I have trouble during the week. I don't feel like it's a Friday. But for the Christian, for those that believe God is faithful, that he'll carry you through whatever day it is, praise God. And we need to understand that God is loving, he loves us. He died for us on the cross. Jesus died for us and he made a way for us. But the gospel you hear today is not the gospel that the Bible is preaching. No, every day is not a Friday. admit you have some bad days, right? (laughs) Come on, somebody. Admit, sometimes you don't feel like praising the Lord. Sometimes everything's falling apart. Sometimes, like us, we had pipe problems. And, man, every time I'd fix one another, we would break. Hallelujah. You know, I I wasn't happy. And I wasn't singing kumbaya either. (laughs) Listen, I didn't know who to blame, brother. I said, Lord, man, I I never saw a man else. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Listen, one thing, I don't use curse words. God knows I don't have that in my heart, but I do get upset, and I do get grumpy, and I do blame the devil and whoever's in front of me. Hallelujah. It ain't good, and it ain't every day of Friday, right? (laughs) Again, help. Help. (laughs) And, you know, I sit down in my chapter, I fix everything, and I say, Lord, forgive me. Oh, Lord, how how stupid of me. How, How idiotic of me. I could have said, Lord, I'm just trusting you. No, I said, you you know, I'm blaming everybody under the sun, right? But anyway, I don't want to confess my sins too much, hallelujah. (laughs) But I want to talk about a lot of things, praise God, but not not a lot, but just one thing. I want to preach a message I call Dry Bones. And what I'm going to say, if you turn to uh, uh, Ezekiel 37, and the reason why... I want to preach this because we have allowed, you know, we're getting caught up in, in, in this life and we could find ourselves drying up, right? Listen, we need time with the Lord. We need time to refresh ourselves. That's why we come to church, to refresh ourselves in the Lord. And watch, because iniquity is going to abound, the Bible says, the love of man is going to dry cold. See, sin will dry you up. Come on, somebody. Iniquity will draw you from the Lord. And a lot of church people are drying up. Come on. They feel like their faith is gone. They just try to make it in by the skin of their teeth. Well, there ain't no skin on your teeth, praise God. So just some drop drying, right? The only way to find yourself refreshed and get yourself renewed is in the presence of the Lord. See, Ezekiel's trying to correct the nation of Israel. They had backslid on God, and got, it got bad. There was no more life, no more hope. See, that's what's going to happen in 10th, Lauren. In times, Christians are going to get dry. They, you won't to look for Christians for faith anymore because they've fallen everybody else. The sin has and gripped in their hearts, and their, their iniquities abounded in their lives. As a believer, as a me, talk about me, I gotta renew myself just about every day. I gotta realize that there's things I allow in my life could kill me, could stop me from serving the Lord. There are things, my thought life, my attitude. You know, my very you know, those these things hurt the faith of God in our lives. And it don't take long, and I'm gonna just tell you about me, it don't take long for me, God, to get my attention, right? Because when I start doing saying things that are unscriptural, like 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 Blaming this one and griping about that and doing this and, and not saying, God, just in your hands. I lift my eyes from the hills, the Bible says, and I keep quoting that. That's one of my favorite scriptures that's been in the last few months. Psalms 121, I lift my eyes to the hills from which my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. I need to go back to that because there's sometimes I'm praying and that's the scripture I use. Lord, I got, I got no other place to go. I have no other hope. But Jesus, come on somebody, but the Lord. See, I'm going to tell you right now, the government is not going to solve your problems. I don't care if it's Biden, Trump, uh, whoever it is. They're not the answer. The answer is Jesus. The answer is we need revival. We need to revive them old bones, praise God. America needs to turn back to God, but apparently it doesn't want it. It doesn't want the Lord, so they go to other things. Yeah, you could, it used to be something you would never see. You can find on TV now. You can you can get your own witch, psychology, Oh, what you call it? Psychic, uh, yeah. Oh, call it? Psychic. psychic now. You could, and, and, and that's a big thing. You could, you could get you and they make it look so good, you know? What I'm saying? They make it look so holy. Call you special psychic and he can answer all. That's witchcraft. That's a sin against God. It's an abomination. But how many people are falling for that? How many church people are falling for that? Come on. Listen. At one time, we used to call sin sin. Now it's uh, they, they rebranded it. Now you know you see, like if you're a thief, you don't call nobody. If you're a kleptomaniac, see, you don't, you don't. You, it's it's a disease. You know, I used to get so frustrated. I I, I used to watch. You ever watch that that show uh, hoarders? You ever watch that when somebody just piling up stuff? And, and now and they were trying to figure out psychologically what pro- their problem was. You know what I'm saying? They were say, we need to find an answer why they're doing it. I can tell you what, they're lazy. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> they just pile it off. I mean, we, we could can, we can make a name for it. We could call it a, a a scientific term, but it's still what it is. Lazy. I don't like joking around. <laughs> I just can't stand piling up stuff. And you know what? I told them, you know, you can't live. Man, stop making excuses for it. You know, we, call, we got people that they make all kinds of names. Now, now we have. We used to call people crossing the border illegal aliens. Now they're undocumented immigrants. No, they're not here legally. They're breaking the law. An alien? I told book that when he got his driver's license, I, I laughed when he, he was years ago when he got a driver. I said, "Book, you can't get a driver's license. They're not supposed to give that to illegal aliens." <laughs> so we make a little joke. About it. <laughs> but anyway, but they got names for different, you know, sins. They just retitle them, right? They call us pro-life, right? We think babies. Why don't they call the, call the other side pro debt no, it's abortion. No, it's murder. That's what it is, right? Why? Why we gotta listen? That's the society. We can't offend anybody no more. You know, we call them LGBs. You know, the, the what you call it? Men dressing like women. No, the Bible says, "Don't let a man dress as a woman." It's, it's an abomination. God hates it. It's sin. Now, I ain't gonna be popping my cutters off of YouTube. <laughs> I don't care. It's still sin homosexuality let not a man lay with a woman a man as he lay with a woman it's an abomination that's what the bible calls it but no we we call it an alternative lifestyle now it's sin come on okay but you know what's bad about it the church is doing the same thing they're starting to listen i had i was watching one day on the internet and i said they had a baptist church somewhere in up north somewhere and they had an lgb flag right in the middle and on the church. You know, two weeks later, the church burnt. And that man, preaching, I said, I don't think God was judging us. Oh, yes, he was. I'm to mock God like that. Praise God. You're going to see a lot of things happening. Praise God. When you start messing with God's word. Amen. Okay. Ezekiel is talking to the nation of Israel. Now, listen. This prophecy is dealing with Israel, okay? But the church has dried up. The body of Christ has stopped praying. They stop. They stop seeking the Lord. They, they, you know, see, we gotta have programs now. You know, we gotta, we gotta have a, a program for the children, a program for the adults, and we gotta have a. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying. Everybody got a program. You see, you can't go to church just to hear the gospel anymore. I ain't going there if I ain't got no programs for my family. I, mean, I ain't going there because you know, and my kids can't join a basketball game or team or or a football team. Or I can't join. Listen, listen. Come on, somebody. We just don't want to go to hear the gospel. we can't just go to listen to brother Lenny preach or brother so and so preach we got to have some action, functions you wonder why we're in the mess we're in and the Lord spoke through Ezekiel to the nation of Israel gotta remember Israel is backslidden the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me in the spirit, verse 1 of the Lord and set me in the midst of a valley, and it was full of bones. <laughs> Ooh, I could preach right there for a little. Ezekiel was carried by the Lord and he saw a valley, Jerky? and when he saw it, just a bunch of dead bones everywhere—dry, dead bones. Just because somebody's walking on two feet, I don't mean they're alive. See. In the spirit, there's a lot of dry bones. When I look around and I see a lot of people i never thought would have backed up on God. Never. They ain't even serving the Lord today, y'all. They're dry. They're falling away. They're turning their back on God. You know what's happening? The bones are dry. Somewhere. Listen, Brother Mike used to say it, and he's right. A lot of people would blame Brother Mike because their children weren't serving God. No, it's your fault if your children ain't serving God. Blaming the preacher, blaming the church, blaming this, blaming that, they're dry, they're backsliding on God. No, that's your fault. You could, you could have did something. You could have sought God. You could have made sure. Listen, my faith and my, my, my walk with God don't determine what a preacher's going to do, right? It determines what God says, right? And I, I thought about that over and over again. I, I got to follow the Lord. I can't go to brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so and expect them to serve God for me. I got to make up my mind that I'm going to serve the Lord myself. According to his spirit, according to his word. That's what I'm talking about. Never give up on God's word. I might fail you. This church might fail you. But God never fails, right? So we're responsible to look to Jesus. You're responsible to look to Jesus. And follow him. But... Ezekiel saw this vision, and God gave him this, and he saw this valley, and it was full of dry bones. Dry bones, just dead, Lord, just dead. No life. My Lord, God, I could see so much people in this. He says here, then he caused me, verse 2, to pass by them all around. He was just walking, he was just walking, and he saw the bones all around him. I want you to get a picture of this, okay? My Lord, hear me. All around him as he walked bones. He's walking and he sees bones. I want you to get a picture of this. Praise God in your head. I don't know how far these bones were stretched out, but he he's walking and he sees these bones. And he says, and there were very many, a whole I was I was Maybe millions. And I'm just using that. I don't say millions, but many. In an open valley, indeed, it was very dry. Very dry. Now, God has given Ezekiel a vision of the nation of Israel, right? See, the Bible says the scripture was given for our learning, for our inspiration, that we should not follow after it, like the failures of of the Egypt, uh, Israel when it was in the wilderness, rebelled against God. All, all, you know, all the things they did that was wrong, we should look back on it and say, This is not what happened to them could happen to us, right? What happened to them could happen to the church. See, they followed Moses, the great signs that was done through Moses and through, through God, they rebelled. People say, But if we can only see a great miracle, they saw miracles every day. And they wanted to stone Moses. They were crying to Moses. What, you brought us out of the desert to die in the wilderness? Was there no graves in Egypt? God delivered them from slavery. Come on, somebody. God took them out of their bondage, but yet when they had to go through a little bit of trials, a little bit of trouble, a little bit of heat, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of troubles and problems, tribulations. They, they wanted to curse God. They wanted to curse the man of God. And Ezekiel is prophesying, he's saying, this was very dry, very, 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 very dry. Listen, Jesus talked about the end times, and he made it very clear, iniquity would abound. What kills the spirit of God's sin? Now, I know a lot of people listening on the internet might disagree with me, I don't care. What kills the spirit of God in you? Sin. What is sin? Sin is a separation from God. Sin is a breaking of God's law. Right? See, when he said, thou shall not commit adultery in the Ten Commandments, in Old it's still today. You can't be a Christian and live an adulterous life. Uh Uh-oh. You can't be a Christian and be a thief at the same time. You can't be a Christian and be a fornicator. You can't be a Christian and be a liar. Listen to me, praise God. You might get mad. Listen, when, when I know I've offended God, I don't know about you, but it, I, I, I ain't going to sleep till I settle that with the Lord. So I was telling the Lord, you see, as a believer, we're not sinners. We're a category of sinners. A sinner sins because they're sinners, right? But the Bible said God has made me free from the law of sin and death. That don't mean I'm self-righteous and I don't judge you based on my life. Just according to the word of God, God has set us free. Whoever you yield yourself to obey, that's whom you obey, whether the sin or the debt or obedience on the righteousness. When we live in the righteousness of Christ, you're not a sinner. So well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you can't be a sinner and be a, a, a Christian at the same time. I'm not saying, listen to me, because most people get so confused with that. Listen, I still got flesh, okay? That thing has to die. But in my heart, I'm not a sinner. Come on, somebody. I'm still crucifying the flesh. I'm still trying to put it where it belongs, in the grave, right? But I don't have a desire to sin. I don't want to sin. I, I hate sin. You get what I'm coming from? But for those that oh, oh, I'm a sinner, See, brother, I can live like I want and still go to heaven. No, you cannot live like you want and still go to heaven. That's when the drying process takes place. Listen to me. When you start making that excuse for your sins, you're going to find yourself dying and being separated from the Lord. Please don't make excuses for sin. Don't make excuses for your life. Don't look for somebody to blame. If there's sin in your life, deal with it. It's between you and the Lord, right? But people that do that find themselves... Listen, I've, I've been in this church a long time. I've, I've saw people come. I've saw... People go, really? I can pinpoint about 80% of them not serving God today. Why? It was, the pastor's fault? was it the pastor's fault? Was it the church's fault? Was it the teaching's fault? No, it was none of that fault. It's because they made a conscious decision that they didn't want to serve God anymore. They got tired of waiting for Him to come back. They said, well, well just assume I live. And they heard some preacher say, oh, man, sin's irrelevant. Oh, Really? My Bible says the wages of sin is death. (laughs) How could, they'll say, well, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Don't, listen, you could turn any prosperity preacher. You won't hear mention one word about sin. Won't say this is separating you from God. You need to repent of it. You won't hear it no more because you know why? That's the kind of gospel the world wants. That's the kind of gospel America wants. They want a feel good gospel that doesn't deal with the heart. If you're gonna make if you're gonna stay alive, buddy. You better deal with that heart. <laughs> if you're gonna be God's vessel, you better deal with that heart. And it goes on. It says this about dry. Now listen, I asked you a minute ago, get this picture of these dry bones. Ezekiel's running, walking through this, 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 this valley with dry bones all around him. Possibly millions of dead bones. He said unto me, verse 3 Son of man. Can these bones live? God's asking Ezekiel this, right? Can these bones come back to life? So I answered, oh Lord, God, you know. So we we do that. God tells us, oh God, you know. (laughs) You know. Wait, God's testing Ezekiel here. He wants to see how much faith he has, right? And he's a prophet. He has to give a word from the Lord. He's prophesying. See a prophet prophesies; he gives the word from the Lord, right? Not like these so-called pro- call himself prophets today. None of that. None of these prophets are living in these million-dollar houses. And one of them said, "He, he, he God, asked, God asked him for advice. I said, "But well, come on, for real?" One of these preachers said, "God asked me for my advice. God don't need your advice." <laughs> Come on, for real? <laughs> I said to myself, Yeah, sure. But anyway, and again, in verse 4 he says, And again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> You see, you got an empty seat on the side. You ought to look at it and say, I prophesy that, that seat, there's going to be somebody sitting in it. I prophesy souls coming in. Hallelujah. I prophesy my children, my husband, my wife, my, my, my kids. Every, I prophesy life. Come on, somebody. Ooh. <laughs> Listen, we better start prophesying. You see, God has given us the power to prophesy if we want. If you want something, speak those things that are uh, are not as if they are. That don't mean you could speak. You want want something to happen? Say, Lord, I'm prophesying. I'm prophesying. Let it be. Huh? (laughs) Come on, Jesus. (laughs) You want want life? Prophesy. You You want things to happen? Prophesy. I'm speaking, Lord. I'm speaking life. You know, come on, the power of life and death in the tongue, the scriptures say. Stop speaking death, speak life. I remember one day I was in church and I'm getting old and I said, Lord, I need to buy me a, a burial plot. <laughs> come on. And I said, You know, I'm getting old, Lord. The Lord spoke to me he said, Son, son, said, don't, don't worry about dying, talk about life. Speak life. <laughs> Say, you work, I got a lot of life left. I might be 61, but I can still preach. I heard Brother Swagger say he's gonna be 90 years old in about 15 months. I see he's still preaching. 90 years old. I gotta got how much is 30, 40 years left? I still, if I could last like him, I could preach a long time. <laughs> Speak of life. Can these bones live? Verse 5. And thus said the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter, and, he, and you shall live. And listen, he's giving this word from the Lord. God's saying, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, if you want something alive, see, God will back up what is right. See, Ezekiel was prophesying what was right. he was giving, God will back it up with power, right? See, that's a lot of times we don't see that church. Let me tell you something. We're we, we busy speaking death. So you want, you want something to happen in your lives? Listen to me. Say, it's going to happen. I'm speaking it in Jesus' name. That's not trying to say, well, a lot of people use that. Well, I, that's how I can become rich. That's not what he's saying, praise God. There's something more dear to me than money, and that's my own children, my own family, my, this church. Let's speak life to this church, man. Let's speak life to these, this, this ministry. Let's speak life to one another. Praise God, we need each other to speak life to each other. Right? I heard somebody say, you yeah, know, he's right. You know, when he talked about the salt. I need my wife's salt. She needs mine. We need, we need each other. Praise God. to season one in life, hope, faith. That's what, come, that's what this is about. But you know, if we go to church, oh man, just a few people there. Come on. Brother Lenny sounds just as dry as he did last week. Preaching the same thing. over. <laughs> come on. Man, I don't need that. Man, pray for me. Praise God. Pray life, that God will give me a word that I can share, praise God, that will bring hope and faith in your life, right? Okay. (laughs) Oh, but dry bones. Let breath enter into it. And I will put, he says, I'll put sin in your muscles and and God, listen, you speaking, praise God. God's taking these bones, right? And he's putting muscles and sin juice on them and flesh. Come on, somebody! And and all of a sudden, they, they they're back to their flesh and their muscles and their, their eyeballs and their ears and their everything's back in place, right? See, that's what that's what that's what's happening. God has shown Ezekiel this, right? What book are you laughing for? Oh, I'm putting him to sleep. Anyway, bring life. Bring life. <laughs> prophesy Boogie wake up <laughs> anyway he's putting all his body parts back together he's putting everything you know he's got a full head of hair he got got fingernails and, and, and skin and eyeballs and you know toes and fingers and everything's there and all of a sudden there's one thing missing him the breath so said, I'll oh, put the sin on you and bring flesh upon you, verse 6, and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I like that verse, praise God. You'll know that I did it. I'm the Lord. Praise God. And this is all about, it's a spiritual condition, y'all. See, God was going to raise up Israel. See, Israel had backs little on God. They didn't have no fight in them. They're all dead. But God made a promise to Abraham. Remember? says, I will, I will bless your nation. I will bless your children. Whoever will bless you, I'll bless them. Whoever curse you, will. So I'm going to raise up a seed. I'll raise up kings out of you. But yeah, it don't look like much is happening, right? They're all dead now. Don't look like they ain't got much kings among dead bones. But wait a minute. God's not finished yet. Right? Come on. somebody. I've been praying for that Husband or wife of mine, I've been praying for those children. It just seems like nothing is happening. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Wake up. (laughs) Oh, they're just as dry and as cold and as dead as they ever was. They still got flesh on them. They just need the breath of God, right? (laughs) They just need the life of God. Yes, Lord. Listen. The first people are more dear to me right now. It's my wife and my four kids. I love all y'all, but I don't love y'all like I love them. I'm going to tell you the reason. And why? Because that that is my wife. That is my flesh and blood, right? And don't lie to me Tell you you love me as much as you love your family. You'd be lying too. And that's natural. That's that's just just common, you know. And I thought about that. I said, you know what? If, 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 If you'd come to me, and ask me for some. I'd probably tell, I might tell you no. But let her come. Or Boogie, or, or Hannah, or Isaac, or my grandchildren, right, y'all? <laughs> if they come, I know that Susan and Lawrence got the same brother because we have all, both the same grandchildren. They, don't ask. If they come in my house, they go straight to the icebox. <laughs> they don't say, can I have some? I say, wait, hold up. <laughs> and you know, we can tell them, well, at least ask. But you see, they'll ask one time and they'll come back and do the same thing over again. Don't even ask. Because you know why? (laughs) Because they're our grandchildren, right? And we do for them before we do for anybody else, right? And you know, because they have have a covenant with them. You know, they got grace in our life. See? And that's how God looks. Listen, Israel right now is falling. But God's fiction to distribute grace unto them, right? Because he loves them. See, it's, it's, listen, we don't, we don't have a problem judging somebody else's children, but we have less problem judging ours. We, sometimes we, well, that's my child. I wouldn't, but we, we don't mind saying somebody else's children going to hell, but we won't say ours is going to hell. You know, we find excuses. Oh, they really are. You know, we, we won't give the grace to somebody else's children that you give to yours, or your husband and your wife, the same thing. You know why? <laughs> A little, little word that's misused a lot is called love. It's called love. Love for something. Right? I'll be honest with you, other than the Lord, I love my kids more than anybody else. Right? And, and really, it's, it's because of abounding union, a covenant that we have. But that's what's happening a lot of times, like when Israel was back God's covenant was still engrafted, even though they were dead. Come on, somebody. I don't understand that. I, you know, I don't understand how God thinks. My thoughts are not his thoughts. Because he wanted them alive. Jokey. He wanted to bless his children. And it's like that with the church. Even though somebody is flicked out and they're dead, God loves them. His covenant reaches out to them. The promise that he made is not void because the promise of God is, 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 is powerful. The union of God is powerful with his children. And God, listen, they get a point where a, a person could say, I don't want nothing to do with the Lord. Well, you've, you've, you've made that choice. I don't want God to bother me. I don't want God to come in my business. Then you're making that, you, you decide not to follow the Lord. But he's still there with his arms open wide, waiting for any minute for you to repent because he loves you, right? And God is taking Israel, and he's restoring them. He's putting bone, flesh on their bones, and he's putting muscles and eyeballs and tongues. and You know, every the body parts, whatever you. And he's putting them back together. But they're missing one thing. It's like that a lot. Of, you go to church, and you see people. They look like Christians. They sing the songs. But you follow them around. There's no life in them. There's no testimony of jesus in their lives right you get getting where i'm coming from today they're just like dead people with flesh but god has a promise y'all let me read a little bit now, and i'll be too much longer okay so i prophesied and I, as i was commanded in verse seven and as i prophesied there was a noise <laughs> come on somebody i like that verse Something is happening in the graveyard. <laughs> bones are clacking together. Come on. He says this. And suddenly a rattling of the bones. See, Elvis Presley didn't come up with that term, shake, rattle, and roll. No, well, that was God came up with that. <laughs> come on, Jesus. <laughs> There's something on in the graveyard like you ain't never seen. Come on, Holy Ghost. You see them old bones in the back? That's in the graveyard, some shaking is going to take place one day. <laughs> That's going to be a life coming into them old bones again. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first, and them which are alive and remain shall be caught up with the Lord in the air. Yes, Jesus. Sister Teresa has a husband behind her. Sister Juanita has a husband, and they're buried behind there. There's people that, that, that served in this church are dead. They're in the graveyard, but they're not going to stay in there, praise God. That's going to be a rising up. Something going on in the graveyard like you ain't never seen. Hallelujah. The bones are going to come together. The rally is going to take place. Man, them old tombs are going to bust open, praise God. Yes, Woo, that's an exciting time. Life back in their bodies. Yes, Lord. They're going to take on their, uh, their glorified form. They're going to meet the Lord in the air. I don't know. It excites me. <laughs> I, I'm looking for that day when the bones are going to come back to life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It says, indeed, verse 8, as I looked, the sinitude and the flesh came upon them, and skin covered them over, but there was no breath. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I said there was no breath. They weren't breathing. That's like a lot of Christians. There's no breath in them. There's no spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in them. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit is not moving in their lives. There's no breath. They look like Christians. They, they look healthy. They look like they can take on them, but there, there's no Holy Spirit, right? But God is fixing to breathe. <laughs> see, see, when he created Adam, Adam was perfectly formed. He was on the ground, but he couldn't get up Till God breathed on him. You're not going to win this battle, y'all, until there's the breath of God in your life, there's Holy Spirit in your life. You're not going to win this battle without the Holy Spirit living in you, empowering you. My God, Job says, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the breath of God. That's what the Holy Spirit is. It's the breath of God, right? Life, the breath of God. And verse 9 says, And also he said unto me, Prophesied to the breath. Come, Holy Spirit. I prophesy. Come, Holy Spirit. And I'm looking, I'm using, I'm using, but I'm talking about us, right? Come, breath of God. Come into my life. Praise God. Come in. Strengthen me. Give me the power to live this life for you, God. Give me the power to walk this holy walk. Give me the power to overcome sin and the devil and the world and the flesh, right? Prophesy, breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, from all directions. (laughs) Four winds, north, south, east, west. Come, O breath of God. Come, four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Bring life back to your, your people, God. My Lord, I could preach that, but I'm fixing to close, okay? You know somebody that ain't serving God that you knew was serving the Lord at one time? Prophesy. Bring life back into them. Come on. Bring life back into them. For- prophesy to the slain. Bring life. You're struggling with something? Bring life, God. Someone you know that ain't serving God? Bring life, God. Come on, somebody. I don't know if you're getting this this morning. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God. We need the breath of God in our lives. Bring life. Nothing's going to happen without the breath of God. Nothing's going to happen without the life of God. Nothing's going to happen without the Spirit of God. Bring life. Bring life to these dead bones. Bring life to this dead church. And I'm using that in general, praise God. Bring life to these dead Christians. Bring life to that dead wife and that dead husband and them dead children. Come on. (laughs) Blow, God. So I prophesied and commanded. As he commanded me, bread came into them. And life. I like that verse. (laughs) And they stood upon their feet. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Man of the church would ever stand on their feet, but Lord. If they ever stand up and profess the, the name of the Lord and profess the word of God and profess, profess life in the church, man, we'd have a revival like you ain't never saw, praise God. Come on, Holy Ghost. That wouldn't, wouldn't be a dry eye in the place, praise God. Because God's presence is real and his life is real. Come on, somebody. Would ever get up and say, God breathe, let life come. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh God, rise up the dead. Bring them up. Verse 10 So I prophesied and commanded me, and bread came unto them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, and they were exceedingly great army. Now they're ready to take on the devil. Now they're ready to fight the demon forces of hell. Praise God, because now they got the life of God. Ooh, Jesus, I want that life. I want that power, brother. I want that power. Brother. I want that power, praise God. Give me the life to fight my enemies, praise God. And I'm not talking about a physical enemy. I'm talking about a spiritual enemy that's trying to steal my life and steal my salvation and steal my joy, steal my peace, steal my healing, steal all the things that God promised me. Fight back. He's given you the battle. He's given you the power to fight, right? He's given you the Holy Ghost to fight. Stand up to your feet and say, God, I'm going to fight this good fight of faith. I'm not giving up, praise God, Till Jesus comes back. Hallelujah. Because I can assure you, between you and Jesus coming back, there's a devil. Hallelujah. And he's ready. Yeah. He's, he's up to his old tricks. He's going to do the same thing he's did for thousands of years to destroy lives. And he's coming for you. And if you're not ready, with the power of God in your life, he's going to win. I'll go to church, Berlin. He's going to win. I sing the songs, brother. He's going to win. That's not what I'm talking about. Listen, you got to go in the power of God. You got to pray in the power of God. You got to pray in the spirit of God. You got to come to church in the spirit of God. You got to sing in the spirit of God. That life has to be in you. That's where we gain our strength, right? That's where we gain our strength. I don't want to be part of the dead bones, I don't want to be in the valley of dead churchianity. I want to be alive. If I'm going to stand in this church, I'm going to be alive. If you're going to stand in this church, you need to be alive. Praise God. You need to be ready for God to use you and empower you to walk this walk. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you don't have the life in God that breathed in, you can have, uh, be as religious as you want. There is no power. Praise God. That's just religion. Come on. That's all it is. Hallelujah. I'm almost. <laughs> and verse 11 says this. And he said, he said unto me, Son of man. These bones are the whole house of Israel. These bones are the whole church. These bones are Homes full gospel church. These bones are the body of Christ. Now listen, I, and I know he's talking about Israel right here so much. People want to say, well, he's prophesying. And I'm talking about us. The word of God, the Holy, breath of God, the same spirit that was in these people. That he had to raise from the dead is the same spirit we need, right? So we follow the same Holy Ghost. We follow the same Jesus, the same Father. So if the breath of God is not here, there's no God. Come on, somebody. You heard me say last week, I think it was when I was talking If you don't love God's word, you don't love God. My Lord. If there's no spirit in you to love God's word, there's no God there. Or we can make a religion. I told Book I said. All we have to do is accept everything everybody wants, and we can fill this church up next week. We can, we can, we can, we can we can, we can make homosexuality okay. We can make LGB okay. We can make adultery okay. We can make drunkenness okay. We can make all that. You'd fill this church up in a week. But still, there's no life. There's dead bones. But for me and you, even though we're just a few this morning, we can have life. Praise God. I want that life. Brothers and sisters, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want to be part of that great army that army that's fighting for the kingdom of God, that army that's willing to stand up no matter what it takes, praise God. Don't give up. Don't throw the towel in and say, well, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. Keep fighting. I'm fighting for my children right now. Keep fighting. Fighting for my, for my, my relatives, people I love. Let's keep fighting. Don't throw the towel. Don't give up. Because if you give up, I told Boogie, said, the only people that don't win are quitters. I'm on, Holy Ghost. The only one people that don't win are quitters. You quit, the devil's won. And I can't afford for him to win in my life. And you can't afford for him to win in your life. You are the child of God. If the Spirit of God dwells in you, you are part of Him. And God doesn't fail. Jesus never quit. Jesus never failed. Jesus won the victory for us at the cross. That same Spirit that rose him from the dead lives in you. Oh, think about that. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the the grave is the same Spirit that abides in you. My Lord, I hope you got that, praise God. Close your Bibles. I used to try to bring cliches or examples. You know, I look at, years ago I saw this in my spirit, I guess you would call it. Two things. We have you remember the old televisions with the knobs? Of course, we didn't have HDTV or whatever you call it. You had, to, <laughs> you, had to, you had to turn the antenna. You had to move the little rabbit ears. And you know, you, you could see something, right? It was fuzzy. And, and you'd pick your leg up. <laughs> you, know, you knew there was some, something there. But you couldn't see, you couldn't, you couldn't see it clear. And that's something like a lot of Christians. They're just like that. Praise God. They're trying to touch God. They're picking their leg up. They're doing this. They're trying everything, and there's no clear picture, right? See, I don't know about you. I got a clear picture about my life, and I can see the purpose for my life. I can see what God has put in my life to do. Right? I know it. I don't have to. I don't have to look at. A mirror darkly, the Bible says, I can see clearly what I need and what it works. See, when you get in that mirror, every t- time I get in that mirror, says, listen, I, I told Janice, I said, we took my little trim. I said, the lady that cuts my hair, <laughs> she, uh, she's sick, she can't cut hair. So I said, well, I have a little, I just feel like I'm combing my hair. See right here? I kind of went a little bit too much. <laughs> but I said, Janice, I got nothing to prove. Just cut the thing. <laughs> But anyway, after a while we learn how to use it. Before we made that mistake, I made the mistake, not her. But anyway, next time I'll be better at it, right? I'll I'll I like, will have to go spend two hundred dollars for a haircut. You know, I just pass it like a comb. You know, a little. But anyway, might be bald headed next time. But I'll get it after a while. But anyway, right? But you know. It don't matter as long as I'm alive, right? No matter what I look like, right? I can find hope in worship. I can find hope in the Spirit of the Lord. I find hope in His, His Word. And I said, you know, it's like that. If We, we, we see how faith sometimes, like that fuzzy picture, you know what I'm saying? We're straining to see ourselves, right? When I get in the mirror, I can see myself real, real good. Listen, at one time I was 20 years old. Believe it or not. (laughs) I had dark. And I was slim, man. I could could probably run around the world. (laughs) Let's try that now. I see it every time I get in the mirror. I can say, well, that mirror don't lie. (laughs) When I take a picture of myself uh, when I was young and I look at me now, I don't look at the same person. What happened, (laughs) Jookie? Well, but at least the mirror don't lie, right? <laughs> I could see. It's like that with, it's like with this book. I mean, you might not like what you see, but it don't lie, right? It's like I used to picture this, and I'm finishing. You remember the old cowboy movies where the ghost town, I mean, tumbling weed and the wind was blowing? I said a lot of people's fates are like that. They got a bank there, but there's no money in it. <laughs> they got a motel. They got all, everything you need, but there's no life in it. Listen, I don't want to be like that, brother. I want life. See, I want my faith to be like this. When God says, there's money for you, Lenny, to take care of your stuff. There's medicine for you to take care of your stuff. You know, I'm talking at it spiritually. Uh, there's, there's a place for you to rest. I just don't want a title on top of the door. I, I want it to happen. When I walk into God's hotel, I want rest. When I walk into God's bank, i I'll need finances. I want it there. I, I want God's hospital. I want it there. See, I don't want a dead ghost town. You understand where I'm coming from? And that's what a lot of people's fates like. They're like that old ghost town. And they, 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 they know where the bank is, but the bank is empty. They know what the hospital is, but it's empty. There's nobody there to help you. They know where everything is. You know, they have they have the names on the top, the grocery store, whatever. General store, there's they, no food in it. <laughs> Y'all will catch it after a while, praise God. Stand up, praise God. I'm gonna ask you a question. Now listen, this is not to judge anyone. Seriously, I'm not. I've been in that boat. But I tell you what I've done. And I'm not more holy than anybody else. But I made my mind at me landing. This man had messed up his hair. You know what i <laughs> This one. I made my mind up as a Christian that I'm going to believe God. Okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes I wrestle with my faith. Sometimes I come up short. And you know what? God lets me know, why didn't you believe me, son? And I'm noticing something about where my attention is. Because my attention seems to be more on what God wants. How to understand how faith works. I just don't want to be dry bones. I just don't want to be standing up here with no life. Right? I want the Spirit of God to live in me. Listen, when I think about Jacob, when he wrestled with God. You read your Bible. You know the story. He wrestled with God. See, he was fixing to face fix, fix his brother Esau, whom he lied and deceived. Stole his birthright. Stole his blessing. And you know, sometimes you're going to have to meet up with that very thing that you tried to run from and deal with it, right? And that's the same thing with sin. Sometimes we, we don't want to deal with sin so we don't say nothing about it. I don't care how much you don't want to say it, but it's still there if it is. It has to be dealt with. You have to deal with it, praise God. Before God can move in your life, you have to let the life come back, the flesh come back. you got to get back where you used to be. I remember in this very church, I, I, I could still see them. People weeping and people just worshiping. The love for the Lord. The soul was so strong. And that, where are they? I know some of them passed away. But I'm talking about, you know, where are they? What happened? Are they in that valley? <laughs> Are they dried up in the middle of all those bones? Lord, we just thank you, Father, for today. Lord, I thank you for your word, Father God. Lord, we need the spirit of life back in each one of us. In our church. Lord, that we can follow your word. Serve you with all our hearts. God, I need life. I need your breath in me, Father, your Holy Spirit. We need it in us. Be with us, Lord God. In Jesus' precious name.